I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. time to resist they can't arrest us all and they can't keep all your kids home from school they can't keep every government building closed we don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats we can simply say no not again the only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply refuse to show vaccine passports refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with Fauci, we will not comply with Joe Biden, and we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, 
visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. 
public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. You sure this is the right place to recruit for a militia? God save King George! I think we came to the right place. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Well, I had a good time tonight. Yeah, it was really great. Other than my ex-boyfriend, he's kind of psycho. Yeah, he's uh, got some issues. But the car chase was fun. Yeah, the car chase was great. Your dad, though, with the shotgun and everything, I, my first time experiencing that. So you want to go out again sometime? Yeah. South Alabama, her daddy had a heart like a nine-pound hammer. Think he even did a little time in the slammer. What was I thinking? She snuck out one night and met me by the front gate. Her daddy came out waving that 12-gauge. We tore out the drive, he peppered my tailgate. What was I thinking? Oh, I knew there'd be hell to pay. But that crossed my mind a little too late. Cause I was thinking that a little white tank top sitting right there in the middle. 
Fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. What's going on, fuckers? Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I got tons of messages, and yes, I got to all of them. And yes, we're going to talk about all of them. Um, a lot of you have a lot of questions, and again, I heard a lot of shit today that scares the fuck out of me, America. We need to start paying attention to what's going on here at home. And to my truck drivers out there, I love the love and support that I got. Uh, thank you. We appreciate it. We love you too. Uh, that's you. You're the, you keep country running. It's what happens. Um, just throwing it out there, but you guys are also our first line of defense. Cause you guys see all the crazy shit. You guys see the weird shit. You drive across this country every day. We don't. I drive from town to town just locally, but I don't drive like you do. So you're the guys that keep your heads on a fucking swivel, folks. Dead serious. The shit's coming here. Not joking. Black Lives Matter. Mm -mm. Whatever. 
I give a fuck about them. They're nothing. They're so, just terrorists anyway. I heard that um, Hezbollah called for uh, a global jihad again on, on Friday the 13th, which is this Friday. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To attack everywhere. Just have at it. I'm telling you. Yep. Oh, it's coming, people. It's a coming. Folks, we've got to keep your, if you can't get armed, if you can't be armed legally, go find a friend who's got a bunch of guns. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. 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 Um, and I got a bunch of guns. So if uh, I'd rather, I'd prefer to be behind a long gun. So if you are local and you are not allowed to possess a firearm, please, you're more than welcome to come by my house. Mm -hmm. While you're on my land, you can possess a firearm because I'm okay. allowed to say who can and who can't possess a firearm on my land. Yep. And Griff, yes, I did survive the morning walk with the dogs today. Um, no, no appreciable injuries for today. Yeah, me neither. Although I got to tell a funny story. So the clock is at one day. I, I do so have we didn't to hurt ourselves. I, I got to tell a funny story. Okay. So, and this is kind of a hat tip to you. It is. So this morning I go in for my, I had to go in doctor's appointment because my fingers fucked, fucked my, up finger a while ago like so i had to go ago. in and so the doctor's sitting there and um i'm in this government fucking facility and i'm sitting there and the doctor comes in the room and um he sits down and uh well first the nurse comes in she she walks me back there and she starts to you know doing the pedicure information you know the you know your blood pressure blah 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 height weight so on and so forth so she weighs me in i think i weighed 169 pounds and um lost some weight he uh or she she goes to take my blood pressure no i'm looking at the cuff and being a former paramedic i was kind of looking at it going that's a small cuff you're putting on my arm but whatever okay fine i don't give a shit i'm gonna pass this motherfucker with flying colors she took my blood pressure twice folks both times came back 154 over 94 and she goes well right now your blood pressure is 154 over 94 i said so you mean i'm having a heart attack <laughs> and she looked at me like how do you know that? Uh, because I understand what rhythms are and I understand how these fucking things work. And right now you're telling me I'm, I'm having a heart attack. If that's the fucking case, I'm calling Garmin tonight when I get home and they are sending me my money back because this fucking watch is a piece of shit. And she goes, well, what does your watch say? <sighs> and I'm looking at her going, bitch, that's a fucking calibrated machine. Are you serious? Yep. Doctor comes back in, looks at the cuff, goes... <sighs> That's an issue. Took the cuff off, put a new cuff on, slapped that bitch around. Now, mind you, I haven't been to a doctor in probably two um, years. Yeah. I mean, except for occasional injuries. Emergency room visits. Yeah. So I'm in there and this doctor puts his cuff on my arm. You ready for my blood pressure, folks? 127 over 72. Perfect. Yep. Absolutely perfect. Exactly where you want your blood pressure to be. Exactly what the Garmin said it was. So do you know what the doctor said to me? He goes, hey, I noticed you haven't refilled any of your um, blood pressure medication in over a year, and you haven't refilled any of your medication in over a year. What, what's up? <laughs> I was just like, well, I, I made some pretty drastic life changes. He's like, what? I was like, well, first I stopped eating bullshit. I said, second, I stopped taking all of your shit. And he looked at me, he goes, what? I was like, doc, I was on two handfuls of pills a day. I was taking shit for shit I was taking, for drugs I was taking. I was taking other drugs for drugs I was taking. I stopped all of it, cold turkey, done. And now my blood pressure is perfect. 
And I don't have this sudden urge to kill everyone I see. <laughs> Instead, I smoke weed and I'm happy. Uh-huh. He had nothing to say. Folks. <laughs> and this cocksucker's wearing a mask, too. Oh, yeah. So that was even funnier. I was sitting there like giggling at him. I was laughing at him the whole time. He finally asked me what I was laughing at. I was just like, I don't know why you're wearing a mask. And, and he, uh, he said, why? I said, well, you're wearing a cross, right? You believe in Jesus Christ, right? He said, yep, sure do. I said, okay, then why are you wearing a mask? He Scared? told us never to fear. Never to fear anything. Never thought about it that way. It's amazing what you teach people when you say shit like that. It sure is. Anyway, my bad. Man. I'm sorry. I just had to tell that story because that's kind of a hat tip to her. If you, you don't believe in natural food, natural eating, doing every... I'm dead serious. It takes discipline. You it have does. to be disciplined about it. You can't go out and go eat at McDonald's every day. You or, have to or, come home. You, you, and you, you or can't, you bring it with you. you. You can't have the that night where you... Like last night, I looked at him and I was like, all right, we have three options for dinner. I can make stir fry with the leftovers and fresh vegetables from the garden. I can make... I don't know what the second thing was. I, anyway. Quiche. Oh, quiche. That's right. I was like, I can make quiche or we can order pizza. And he said, definitely not pizza. Definitely not pizza. Just it's I'm telling you, I just can't, nope. I can't, can't do, do it, it anymore. Nope. It's once you start eating natural food, folks, you're not going to want to switch back. Mm -hmm. You will get sick. If you switch back, you will get, it'll make your stomach just horrible. Anyway. Yep. So we, got, we have Daniel, yes. Daniel Diaz with us tonight. If you guys remember, Daniel wrote a book about PTSD, uh, dealing with PTSD. Um, and he was on here just before the book came out some months back. Now it's out. It's been out for a hot minute. Um, but, uh, a couple months now. Yeah. But you know, with everything we've been talking about the last few days, especially we've, I mean, we've kind of dug deep into PTSD and all kinds of things, um, with everything that's going on the last few days. And Daniel reached out to me last night and said, Hey, can I come on the show this week? And I was like, yeah, can you come on tomorrow? Let's go. So actually I gave him a couple options, but he does work, you know, so just like in us. the evening, just like he's a server. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just like us. So, um, yeah. So anyway, gotcha. let's bring him in. Yeah, guys, welcome. Oh my God, nice to be back. Good to have you. Ooh, nice. Thank you very much for inviting me. Last minute and you know, in a short notice. Well, yes. Good to see you guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sick of the war already. You know, we had two years of the, the fake Ukraine war. Hold on, he's fucking smoking, babe. We got. I know, and I, now we I, have two listen, days. I was in fake Israel war, and I'm over it. So. Well, I don't think it's I was getting anxious with you guys talking about all this, you know, reality happening and shit going to shit that I'm just like, okay, let me just get in the mood for this because it's going to be one. It's going to be a mood. Yes, hey. yes. yes. Y'all know me. If it's if I'm smoking, you motherfuckers if can smoke. If someone else Go is for smoking, it. we're smoking. We're smoking because we Damn don't, we don't ever let anybody smoke alone. No, yeah. thank you. I mean, I appreciate yeah, that because I knew I could do... I could just be myself tonight, so I'm like, yes, let's go. And we can. You be yourself all day long. I'm hey, cool. yes. You guys, I hope you're ready, man. I'm about to bring some real, real bombs tonight. I don't even know if we're able to handle the stress of this situation. Well, Please. go for it. Hey, I'm all about it. Hey, if you, when you come in smoking, that means the rest of us need to be where you're at because I tell no. you, we ain't going to be good. No, man. Listen. So first of all, let's talk about, I mean, pisses me off. It must piss you guys off. Same way that pisses me off because I'm very pissed right now with this alienation. 
that is happening in society in a way that it's getting, you know, that we don't realize it when the switch happened and now it's the worst part of it. Like uh, you guys, I'm sure in your state, this happens. You go to a restaurant, the most important thing is the phone is not the reality. Like we we are not living in here in reality, you know, that's fucking upsetting because I don't think we'd have a way back guys. Do we have a way back? Uh, only if they shut down the internet, shut off the power grid and basically uh, burn down the government and just say, fuck it, let's have a free for all. That's the only way back. Maybe, right? Yeah. I don't even know, like make chaos, man. Like chaos is fair. No, what I'm afraid is like, we don't have the, I mean, do, does anybody know they have a gift inside of them that they should pursue a purpose, you know, mm -hmm. that instead of trying to copy everybody, in the internet to do to have cloud instead of that could we do some real job guys can we do like because i mean i don't see anybody working on themselves anymore nobody's trying to evolve anymore nobody's really trying to become anything everybody's soft lazy undisciplined uh you can really say like what we talk about on this channel is like very uh it has a, a sugar coating expectation to the things we say nowadays and we have a whole drama going on that doesn't make sense and one thing that every society has come to it like rome the, the greeks the romans when they were about to fall apart gender became like uh, they all became obsessed with gender they became obsessed with the uh, image that you know, it was just a portrait of reality. And now it's repeat, like it's coming to us right now. Like we don't feel like, I feel like I know a few real people. Yeah, we're watching the fall of Rome with Wi-Fi. Yeah, like burning, right? right. Fuck, because this is great. This is, this is, uh, oh man, like I remember when I was, I don't know if it's my age too, maybe, right? Because I, I met some really great people that were in a path to an evolution. And I feel nowadays, man, it's hard to meet those people. Where are they? Are you guys out there? I, I want to find you guys. I think most of the people who are on a path to ascension have already ascended. <clears throat> the rest of the NPCs hmm. are done. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's a study that came out a while back that um, only 30% of people have a running commentary in their head when they're not actively engaged in something. Oh, man. How, how, only, how low? Th only 30%. Three out of 10 people actually think, not even think outside the box, just fucking think. Only three out of 10 people actually think that think about something else that have a running commentary in their head that they can be doing something monotonous and think about something else entirely. Yay. Or, when they're I, thinking, or when they're thinking about a single subject, they're thinking pros and cons. They're thinking, what are the benefits? What are the disadvantages? If I do this very, not black a lot, and white, listen, there's not a lot of people anymore that do that period. Most people are so, and, and this starts, this started, I'll, I'll tell you when all this started. You know the participation trophies? Oh. That's when this started. When mm. everybody thought they should get a trophy because they played, not because they won, but because they played. That's you, the start make, make. of the downfall of our society. Do because you know that quote? Everybody expects it. Yep. That quote, uh, 
you you describing the the kingdom of softness the start right like that was the start everything went shit after that because you know that quote right you're a military guy you're fucking rough you know uh what is it uh hard times create hard men hard men create easy times yep easy times create hard men yep no, easy times create weak men. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. weak men yeah. create hard times, hard times, which create hard, time hard which create hard create men. Hard men. Yeah. Correct. Fuck that. Yeah, that's the true shit. Because right now, I think we are right now in the period of the weak men. Yes. In the not, hard not, times. Not, not only yes. that. Not only are we in that period, but think about this, right? And this is something that I've said about a billion times since this whole Israel thing broke out, right? Hey. We got we got involved in 1973 and we should never have gotten involved. One of the things that they were talking about today, all the pundits were talking about, is when you're nice to bad actors, eventually you'll have to be bad to <coughs> nice actors. So offend so what happened is we were nice to a bunch of people that went after Israel in 1973 when the Palestinians originally went after Israel in 1973 and the Israelis were about to walk in and just fucking crush them. And we stepped in. We stepped in the middle of that shit. We should never have stepped in the middle of that shit. We should have let Israel do Israel. We stepped in. We stopped it. And now we're back at square one again. And it's about to happen. And I've been screaming to the ends of the earth, stop this shit. Stop this shit. Do not do anything. Let Israel do Israel. Trust me. Whatever happens with Israel now will be good for us in the long run. Listen, what, what are the government doing? So they're feeling like they're going in? Well, I yeah. don't even know. Well, they already did. They're already yeah. started their Gaza Strip occupation. Our government, our government sent uh... two aircraft carrier groups. And uh, a Delta Force team and the CIA. Supposedly a SEAL team. Bro, the shit's terrified because we it's know heavy. That there, so there's no fucking way that SEALs are there because there it's one or the other. That's not both at the same time. I saw I saw a video today of these people. They were in some sort of a concert. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. And then rave. like it heavy. was a rave. Yep. Yeah, a rave, exactly. Yep. And they came down, man. At the same time, they have to run into the desert. Imagine mm -hmm. that state of paranoia where, you know, now what the fuck is going to happen, man? We don't even know. Like, it's that level of dangerous. I don't know, man. Like, we are, like, attention now is going divided because you see, like, everybody. One thing that really, like, I, I understand that we should support. And then, I don't know, I believe in true measures, right? Something that really, like, makes a difference. And I see these people all talking about on Instagram, like, oh, you know, uh, save Israel or this. My heart is to pieces. I, you know, I'm, I'm in tears. And I, I like, oh, man, it's nice, right? I, I feel like we should all share this. But, like, we should do something about it too instead of just talking about the shit, right? I mean, I just feel like sometimes it's just clout that people are talking about because I feel you're talking about this war. Like, I see some people on the Internet, like, you're talking about this war. In the comfort of your home, motherfucker, you know, just chilling in your bed and like you maybe don't even know what's really happening, but you're tweeting about it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I have a six sides. The worst part about this is that A, we should not get involved, but B, we should also realize, first of all, they captured one of these fuck sticks, supposedly. And I know propaganda is out there, but 
they captured one of these fuck sticks. And he said, we've been planning this for a year. Yep. Okay. This isn't new. That means if they've been planning it there for a year, they've been planning it in fucking it in America for at least two now. And now we're talking about Friday. There's going to be a worldwide jihad. That means in all these other countries where we've had open borders, think about it for five seconds, people. We've had, we have no idea how many people have crossed our Southern border in Europe. You guys have no idea how many of these bad actors are in your country right now because they all fled. They've been invading since like day one. And you know, they're sliding these people in here. You know, for instance, somebody sent me a message last night (laughs) on pilled. Yes. There are guys that are coming in with credit cards, credit cards, UN debit debit cards, cards. UN debit cards. Mm -hmm. Military-aged males with UN debit cards. Yep. Yes, I think that's a fucking invasion. Yes, those are the. Sh- that's the type of shit we need to be watching out for. See, here's that's the thing the that shit blows we got to be though. watching. All right, every adult Israeli, right, born Israeli, served in the military, and they take their guns home with them. At age eighteen, every man and woman in Israel has to serve three years in the military, and they take their guns home with them when they're done. And they live in a hotbed of insanity, right? And yet the Israeli Violence. people, yeah, the Israeli people were so felt so secure in their country that less than three percent of them carry. Less than three percent of them carry their guns or have easy access to them. That's how secure they felt. We. Don't feel nearly that secure here in our country. And yet, how many people do you think are actually carrying right now? Even after what happened in Israel? Oh, quite a few. Quite but, a few, but not, but all, not of all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. No, not enough. Not Yeah, not nearly enough. Not enough. Not to repel something. Like, well, that's not true. There's a lot of people that carry a lot of guns and they would be able to just... I would probably be able to be able to repel a good 30 of them before. I know, but you have to be in the right place at the wrong time. I, I know. And I'm, I'm captain of that. You I've got five purple hearts. Be in, How uh, many more times do I have to be in the wrong place at the right time? Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> do you guys think like at some point this government, they're going to release the dogs and the people here? <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Think about it's it. Not- they, just, they just classified all of us that believe in MAGA as terrorists. Oh my God. Hey, what? what, what the fuck? I mean, why you guys, what is about the, uh, I want to, you know, maybe listen from you guys on this subject because this is fucking like the, for me is the, I don't know, the simulation theory happening because what's happening like with this alien, you know, like now we talk about aliens and like the funny part of it is like the government says one thing and, and we don't believe them because they say they have shit, right? They say they have space from uh, like uh, space technology. Yeah, technology that is not from this planet, on you know, on this planet, and yep. then like they, the Mexico government came about to release this fucking ET. You know, small, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw the ET mummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. small bodies and stuff, mm-hmm. and we are now like, no, this is not it. Like there is more. Like we are kind of like it's. It, it became natural to live in a reality where whatever the government says, it doesn't matter anymore. It's falling apart. Because where where did that start though? That is my question. When did the hippies stop being hippie? 
Like seriously, like think about it. All of your hippies today, the sixties hippies, they're all now the ones that conform completely. They conform. They require vaccines. They they're the ones that that's the woke. Well, yeah, but those are all but the those hippies. are hippies. It's like when did the crunchy no, yeah. turn? But to those are like country. modern, modern hippies, right? Because so, those are the gender guys. He, you know, he, those I, are. I have, I have an answer to your question. I'm sorry, but I here's the deal. Every ufologist, ufoologist, whatever they call themselves, everybody that believed in aliens, they were huh. all gung ho about it right up until the government said they were real. And then they were like, well, son of a bitch, they must be fake. Whoa. Seriously. Everybody was like, yes, aliens are real. And then the governments were like, aliens are real. And then everyone's like, all right, never mind. I guess not. Because the government says they're real. They must be fake. No one believes anything the government says anymore. Personally, yeah. I think aliens are interdimensional creatures because I, I don't think that if there are other entities outside of... The firmament, they can't get through. So um, the ones that are here either come through spiritually, right? Through through another dimension, interdimensionally, or they, they actually, they already live here. They're among us um, and from hollow earth. That is an adorable cat, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's my writing buddy. <laughs> He's yeah, so he, funny. He was, he was in the ball. Yeah, so if if I wouldn't open the door, he wouldn't have shut up. Like, yeah, like, I we understand. Sorry, uh, go ahead. No, but I I think aliens are interdimensional creatures. I don't think any. I think anything that's been he, here or could come here that's not specifically human has been here since the beginning. God created the firmament, separated the waters from above and below. So, yeah. Uh. Do you guys know like the repetition of cycles in this? Like you, you talk about the the simulation one point here, right? You're familiar, right, with the repetition now? Like, because I mean, kind of we getting we running a cycle of happenings that happened before, and then like we're gonna thin the veil. Do you know like, like everything's happening all at once now? Like every major event in history is repeating itself right now like all, all compressed into one small space of time see i, I think i see where you're at you're black pill hmm. you're going back into the black pill stage it, this happens there's a bunch the black- of times yeah when you go you finally realize that everything's fake and gay and then you say fuck you know god's just gonna kill us that's what's gonna happen he god is. is going to end us he is he is yep but and pretty soon too. N- now you just got to kick over that white pill again and just say, okay, well, if it's him, if it's on him, then I'll just let him do what he's going to do because yeah. who am I to stop him? And that is where the white pill comes in. I, I swear to God, the levels are: you have the red pill, mm-hmm. you have the blue pill, which you're a normie. You got your head stuck in the sand. You got the red pill. You're awake and you're listening to things. You get the black pill when you realize all the red pill shit's real, and you go, fuck. Yeah. We're dead. God is going yeah. to kill us. And then the white pill kicks in if you get to that stage. And yeah. then you realize it's in God's hands. Well, I'm good. And then you go, oh, shit. Who cares what happens with this bullshit? This is all bullshit anyway. God's going to have his way with us. This is like being in prison. And Bub is going to have his way with you one way or the other. You either <laughs> conform to it and take it or you make it painful. 
<sighs> the best is when you realize that none of this matters in the long run. Is what you're like going. That's the black pill, right? No, that's that, the that, white that, pill. That's the white but, pill. When listen, you realize no. that nothing matters, God's going to take care of you. There is no. Oh. End. You have to keep moving forward. There is no. Yeah, end. I mean, yeah. For me, I don't really care what you call it. I mean, I can. I believe in God, but like, I know there's a force, and I because I mean, for me, I can't describe God. That is God. Know, like, yes. So I know there's a protection from another realm. Mm -hmm. that really happens and then if you open yourself to it it starts communicating with you mm -hmm. and then showing you ways of making you know i don't know taking actions being healthy and stuff you know have you guys done recently any mushrooms guys how he does is mushrooms it every day i do mushrooms every day oh yes you microdose right yes yeah man listen let me share one experience that i have recently because it was like a mushroom teaching me a lesson. This was like one of the craziest, craziest and perfect experience that only a mushroom can get you. You know, sure. I mean, only if you know what I'm talking about, you're going to completely understand what's coming out of my mouth right now. So one day I did five grams. I did the hero's journey because now what's new with me, guys, I'm doing open mics in comedy, improvs and stuff, you know. I separated tonight to come here because I want to talk to you guys, by the way. And I'm going into, you know, open mics where I talk about, you know, the benefits of cannabis and my book. And then I start telling them a little jokes, but with messages <coughs> decoded inside the jokes. Mm -hmm. So I did five grams of mushrooms. And that was like, after I did this, like every time I do it, I make some life-changing decision. And that's what, that was one. And then at the moment, it was like the mushroom started talking to me. It's like, you see now, Daniel, uh, now you don't have any emotional conflicts. You don't have any love problems. You don't have any uh, problems at work. You're not living a negative life. You're doing everything. You work out this morning. You ate right. You did all this. That's when you do this, you start emitting a specific vibration that attracts people to you because you clean yourself of all the BS that you are not. And then I'm like, oh, you know, like you're really high on it and then you just feel it, it's coming. And this is like maybe being like stuck in your mind, you know, like all this power and message. And then I was like, huh. And it was like, if you keep doing this, it's gonna relax. Like you're gonna come together in the end. But, and then it was very clear. If you drink right now, if you drink, it's gonna dull it, you know? Like you might feel a little bit less, you know, inhibitions, but you're gonna be a little like loose oh, of this frequency that you emit. So when that's, I start like kind of stop drinking after this and then I start doing my thing and then like comedy just came out of nowhere. You know, like I wasn't even, never thought about this, man. And then I'm just like, no fear in this stage. That's, I mean, I'm not that funny yet, but I might be one day right <laughs> no, i mean listen i love the fact that i just have the courage to walk up in there mm -hmm. and face the people because i first time i went i didn't have anything like ready to say i just took my book i don't know if you guys ever saw my book so this is the book yeah. guys ha so this is the baby book that's out there and then we have a few copies sell it was first it was first place for four weeks in uh novels novels about drugs realistic written 
Mm. Fucking love that. And like, it's getting a very good rep with cannabis people, especially the military. A lot of people talking about Frank, like the, 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 you know, the PTSD yep. guy in the, the military in the book. Mm -hmm. And then when I say, so uh, this word really has a phenomenon to it that is coming together because whenever I go on stage and I talk like, whatever I say, say like, oh, I'm Daniel Diaz. I wrote this book and I tell the name and then it goes like, oh, about PTSD. And then everybody kind of turns in like, oh, what is he going to say about this? You know? And I feel like everybody kind of is aware that is, you know, you may, may have something in your life that has a little you know, trauma, traumatic effect in your mind that is making you, you know, live a life that you don't really want to live because you don't know how to deal with PTSD unless you are really aware of it. And that's what's like, whenever you start telling people about this, I think it can really change lives. And I don't know. I feel like I'm just one step closer to making it, something it, more. You want to hear something hysterical? So this morning I got a yeah. doctor. You heard my doctor story from this morning in the green room while you're back there. But, uh, when I'm after the doctor's office, the doctor's like, Hey, yeah, you got to go get x-rays done. So I went to get these x-rays done. I'm sitting there in this line and, uh, I'm at my old clinic. I've been to a million times. And so I'm sitting in there and these three other retired guys sitting there waiting with me. And, uh, we were all kind of in a line. And, uh, one of the guys looks at me and he goes, uh, Hey, you guys take any of these drugs that they give you? I looked back at him. I said, no, I haven't done it in two years. He's like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing for pain? I said, I smoke weed. I said, yeah, so do I. And the other guy right next to me chimes in and goes, yeah, so do I. We yeah. all looked at each other. We were like, you spent more than 20 years in the military? Yep. When you start smoking weed? It's like, it's the only way I can deal with civilians. I said, yep. Same here. And guess what? None of us take any of the drugs from the VA and all of us smoke weed. Yes. Sitting there going, holy shit. You know, I, I realized a lot of the military guys, because I'm not the only one. I've worked with three other guys that were in the military. And out of the three of us that were four of us that were in the military, only one of us doesn't smoke. Everybody else smokes. I was just sitting there going, we became <laughs> the hippies of old. We became the 1960s yeah. hippies. Yeah, Peace you guys are weed, bro. Let's smoke some weed. You guys are the squad that shows the benefits of the plant. You guys together, man. Like you have fucking badass history. You fucking did this and that. You climb a mountain and then use a, a gun. You know how to maneuver and shit. And then you know how to reap the benefits of the sacred plant of cannabis, bro. That is some straight up badass. Because what that means is you know you, you know how to use your body the best, and then you know how to use your mind. Because it's not like you're smoking and then you're not really you gotta understand what's happening. That's a major fact that nobody cares. Like you gotta understand what's happening when he held this. There's a whole process that happens in your mind that calms down and then allows you to operate in this different element right this is the magic this is the magic and then you ptsd guys like we fucking shit up in the past and then we need something to cool we just just like the rolls royce of the i we were i was just talking to my buddy today and um 
we were both just like, you know, if we went out to, cause like, we've got a bunch of these corporations that just sprung up fucking factories all around us. Yeah. They're looking for people. I could literally go make probably two, $300,000 a year. Easy working for one of these corporations doing factory labor and being a manager of some sort. And it would probably great, be great and fun, but I couldn't smoke. If you did that, if yeah. you go to that job, yeah. I was like, there's no, a choice to nope. be made, man. Nope. See, there's, there's, there's a couple things I, I'm never going to change again. Like that's not going to stop the natural eating. I, I, I think there's something to this. My, yeah, of course. My blood pressure was fucking not just like perfect. It was super perfect. <laughs> it was like, look, folks, if you do this, all you got to do, it takes discipline. But once you start it, you'll never stop. It'll be amazing. Yeah. The, 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 the change is amazing. You will not go out to eat because you will be literally afraid of getting sick because all they serve is bullshit. There's only yeah. like a lot of Mexican restaurants. I got to be honest with you. That's where 90, if I'm out with all the guys at work and we're going to lunch, I'm like, we're going to a Mexican restaurant. Why? Because 90% of them cook with real food. They don't go cheap shit. That's where you're going to find your real food. You don't see a U.S. foods truck pull up at the back of a real Mexican restaurant. Yeah. No, I work in Mexican restaurants. So yeah. I know if you eat tacos, you're okay. Because it's corn tortilla, corn is okay. It's protein, yeah. avocado, just like the flavor they make with the food is basically using lettuce, tomatoes, onions. And they put the flavor together with real shit. Which is All very that. tasteful when yep. you make it like they make, you know? I mean, yeah, if man. you cook anything with real food, it just tastes better, you know? I I literally, I, I went to him last night. I was like, hey, I need a flashlight. Why? So I can go out to the gardens because it's after the show and pick what we're eating for dinner. And I went out oh. with a little flashlight and I, I picked uh, some green peppers and a couple of poblanos and a couple of shishitos and some okra and... Um, and some green beans. Yeah, I'm telling you, we eat and, great. Um, and I, you know, I, I fried it all up with some garlic in, uh, in some teriyaki sauce and cut up some the leftover pork and beef from the last two nights and cooked it all up and cooked it over some, you know, threw it over some rice noodles. And we had an absolutely delicious dinner. Um, wow. It was fantastic because it all came fresh out of my garden, you know. All yeah, the- and also, like, like... It- yeah, about this process that you just described was what's amazing. Like you're relieving your ancestors' uh, experience. You know, yep. you're gathering the food outside. You're taking from the floor or oh, from the 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 ground, oh the yep. ground, and you're coming in and you're cooking. When you cook your own food, it changes like the perception of the food itself. Absolutely, the experience it is very nice. I never cooked till now. I live alone. You know, since I published the book. I, I, I like I, I was married at the time and now you know I got divorced and which is very nice because I learned a lot with my ex-wife you know she showed me a whole vibe how to mix you know compounds of this and this to make a chicken I'm like wow and also uh, as I was working in Mexican restaurants like dude it's shameful I work in Mexican restaurants and I don't know how to make a decent taco, bro. This is disgusting. I had, I got to fix this problem. And I went and I talked to all the chicos. I work in two very nice Mexican restaurants and they show me how to do a perfect guacamole 
Listen, if I come over, if we hang out one time, you guys cook, <laughs> I'll show you some tacos, guys. And then like, we, we, we exchange like this moment because food, what I see in the moment we eating is very like. Don't worry, I'll teach you, I, I will teach you how to make salsa. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, right. I, dude, I'm 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 Latino. Don't don't let my white blonde hair and blue eyes give me away. <laughs> I'm Latino, bro. No, no, my grandmother was born in Mexico City. Oh, all Mexico right, City. all right. I mean, yeah. yeah, she was vacationing from Ireland, but she was born <laughs> in Mexico City. However, yeah, you have the mixture, right? My 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 no. The reason we say this is because my little brother, who's not a little, my little brother, he's he's six foot three. He's got red hair, blue eyes. It's he went to Michigan State on a full Latino ride after he lost his football ride. Um, because on, on the basis of the fact that he was a quarter Mexican. Yep. Yep. Even yep. though he's six three. And then he had to attend these really hot mixers with all these Latino women. He said, "Man, I don't know how you ever married a Puerto Rican woman because fuck that shit. They're <laughs> crazy." Not me. That was his first wife. A yeah. lot of knives, a lot of knives with Puerto Ricans. A yeah, oh no, and chemicals. They like to try Jeez. to poison you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you oh yeah. A little Damn, antifreeze man. and some food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Puerto Ricans are dangerous than guns sometimes. Because <laughs> you got to really, you got to really like be aware who you're dealing with because <laughs> they are fearless. Now, I know myself, man, I've been there too. I mean, I never, I never marry. I, I like, I knew some people because I work in this restaurant, so I I deal with a lot of you know nationalities. Yep. Which which is nice because it gets me out there, you know. Like oh my god, I know the difference between dealing with an European guy now and a Latino and an American. You know, like it's all different. We all have cultural difference. They're abrasive. Yeah. You know, like if you don't understand the culture, you might think the guy is insulting you. It's fucking crazy. When you deal with this different, because I mean, whenever you deal with somebody from the Middle East, you got to really stop and breathe. I remember serving like don't these people. Too deep though, because they tend to smell in a way that we don't like. Oh, Jesus. maybe it's, it's, it's a hard day in the sun. No, I know. No, it's actually it's because of the food that they eat. Oh, they, yeah, that's true. Admit and a scent that we don't we don't recognize and generally don't appreciate. Um, I know this because when I used to work in a hotel, we actually sponsored three guys um that had worked with mick as interpreters and they came over down and they, range they were scared yeah, as shit. they worked in my hotel and uh and after not very long some of the other employees came to me and they're like miss v seriously like you please talk to abdullah and mohammed um because their names are Abdullah and Muhammad. Please talk to Abdullah and Muhammad. Like, buy them some deodorant or something because we cannot take the body odor. And like, guests are starting to complain. We just can't take it. And so I went to them, you know, and they, of course, they knew who Mick was and they were already terrified of him. So it didn't, they were, they adored me and they did anything I asked because they were afraid that Mick would shoot their nuts off if they didn't. So, you know, it was, it was a, a reasonable a relationship. So, um, but I was like, look, Mo, because I, I called Mohammed Mo, I didn't care. I was like, Mo, all right, here's the deal. I get it. Our cultures are entirely different. But have you ever heard the saying, when in Rome, 
He said, um, yeah, he's, he was a very well-educated man, spoke like eight languages, super smart, ended up being our chief, chief engineer. Um, I was like, all right, right now you're in Rome and in Rome, we take baths every single day and we wear deodorant. So I need you to do that. <laughs> he was Send like, that message. <laughs> cause they knew that I wasn't about to beat around the bush. I, I don't. I have no tact. I have no subtlety. If, if I think it, it comes out of my mouth generally. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's always true. It's occasionally biting. It's, you know, it's just, it is what it is, but I'm like, yo, Mo, I seriously, I need you to take a shower every morning and I need you to put on deodorant Damn. afterwards before you come to work. Otherwise Damn. this isn't going to work. Mo Mohammed like, was never the same cool. again. No. <laughs> and now he has like four a beautiful children and oh, um yes. he's, he's still here he's that was what, 10 15 yeah. years ago oh, he yeah. came over yeah he's been here for a hot minute now um he's oh, great nice. he's still scared to death of me yeah uh, i wonder <laughs> but, i wonder yeah, yeah so but, Lindsay, you're right it is the spices that they use and and i was like i'm not saying that you know you and after a while as they stopped eating that so much of that food because they couldn't get it here their whole mm -hmm. body odor started to change because they started to smell like what they were eating. Hmm. What happens? Interesting. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, depending on the culture, the food is very about the seasoning. It's crazy. Like, and, and also, I really, for me, I'm Brazilian, so I enjoy barbecue. So you guys got to make sure you know how to proper prepare a barbecue in a Brazilian way, which is the legit way. I gotta say, you know, Brazilians have picanha, all the good things like fraudinha. This man, like what I'm saying right now, if we like if we cook this and drink a beer one day, it's like blessing the skies. All right, you now know, I need just, this man to teach me how to make some Brazilian barbecue because I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds so delicious. You guys, I've actually had it. No, he it's has. I haven't. Good. Yes. Very good. Oh no, you gotta go, man. I don't know if you guys. So if you have one of these guys in Georgia, where is it? Yeah, we're yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, I've, so been, it's, no, I've eaten it before in Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have this Brazilian steakhouse that you should yes. check it out. You know, they bring you the steaks to the table. It's a fucking nice, perfect experience. Because, I mean, one thing that I'm really proud of in my culture is that we know how to eat. Like, you're talking about the Mexican, right? So if you, like, they cook with real food. Usually Brazilians, they have a very high level of sophistication for food. Because they, I don't know, like Brazilians, they are known to be physically fit sometimes. So they have mm -hmm. rice in their diet is like since you're born. It's funny because when I think about it, in America, you guys, I don't know if there was the system trying to fuck everybody up. But in America, it's the only place, man, in the world that breakfast is dessert. Like you, ha you guys have dessert for <sighs> breakfast. Right? Oh yes, because um, sh sugar turkey addiction. too, turkey too, because turkey they don't eat lunch, but they have a huge breakfast, and their huge breakfast includes pastries and but donuts. It, and, oh really? But yeah, it oh, yeah. tends to be their sugar tends to be like more honey yes, based, yes. natural sugar. Um, it, where here, I mean, they they give literally they give children bowls of processed bleached sugar over yeah. chemically processed GMO fake corn, corn puffs yeah. and they no, call listen, it like me, that's, that's not food yeah 
Like and me as a Brazilian. Who fucking loved Lucky Charms? That shit's not food. Yeah. Because me as a Brazilian, I have such a hard time understanding why some of my friends would have cereal for breakfast. Like, why are you doing this? Okay. Like, what is it? You know, like pancakes. I love them. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait sometimes to have pancakes. Like, oh, that's going to be my cheat meal. But then, like, you eating this as the first thing in your day? Oh, what? Like, you're going to go heavy, man. Like, I, I, I can't even walk sometimes after pancakes. And that's what we have having first thing in the morning. Okay. And, like, I think that's one of the difference between, like, the countries, you know? Like, we see, like, food different than probably, yeah. Like Most everybody, York. yes. And, and yeah, you know, think, about, think about, like, Italy, for instance. Italy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I went to Italy. I remember going to Italy and saying, this is it, because they put this tiny little portion in my plate. And I'm thinking... That's it. That's never going to fill me up. That's not going to fill me. And then I got done with it. I was like, holy shit. I don't even know if I could finish this <laughs> because it was so filling. It was like, it was twice the amount of food because it was all just made right there in the back. The guy made the noodles. Yeah. They made the sauce right there from all the tomatoes that came in from the, I'm sitting there going, holy shit. That is, and it was a small portion. Like you, you think like we, we make these huge, massive dishes of pasta and it doesn't do half the damage that a small, tiny little portion that they give you in Italy does to you. It yeah. fucking destroys you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, after you eat a fucking, oh my God, lasagna or something like that, you got to take a 30-minute break. You got to sit down and breathe a little bit because it's like your body's like, what the fuck do I do with this? But it's delicious. Pizza. When I when ah. I was in, when I was in Sicily, I ate like a king. Let me tell you something. They had like three course meals for each meal. So like you would go sit down for breakfast, you would get a three course meal. We have a three. Yeah, they have bread with like. No, no, no. I mean, like a true like three like waiters come. They take your first dish away. They bring the second dish, mm. and you just get served it. You don't order shit. It just comes to you, and it's. Pretty amazing. It's amazing food. And then lunch is the same way. Could you imagine all three meals of your day being served that way to where, holy shit, you were just being force fed whatever comes out of the kitchen. I mean, I would I'd love for, fat as fuck. I would love for three meals a day to be served to me instead of me having to cook them. Yes, absolutely. That would be fucking fantastic. Man, no, man, no wonder. You didn't win that Powerball. Shit. <laughs> food is so good. Have you guys ever been overweight? Or oh, are you yeah. guys I all... lost 70 pounds. 70. Nice. 70, really? 70 pounds. Um, in this journey that since we've gone all natural, since we moved here and and uh we started growing all of our food and I discovered electroculture and now we grow all of our food and we have plenty to sustain our entire family. And uh yeah, in that, in taking care of three acres, two dogs, twenty-five chickens some ducks and uh two children and him um yeah i lost 70 pounds hey you guys living the dream huh? the countryside just you know hanging almost really. the dream except we got a almost. dick ass neighbor that um we've got to move <laughs> and shoot him so um <clears throat> we're gonna move really yeah oh, no we're gonna move to like 110 acres in the mountains in tennessee oh okay when mm -hmm. is gonna when is that coming soon like right. within within a year probably unless the world you know goes to even worse shit in the next all right give me a fair give me you guys honest opinion make you first like 
what do you think about AI? Is that crazy? Is that like we should fear that shit? Okay. So first of all, they made how many movies about AI? All of them. Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy, right? We literally, I, I, I'm scrolling my feed and then like creator of AI warned about the dangers yeah, of the existence. Just, like, is this a fucking uh, is Terminator, Terminator yeah. fucking yes. movie? Did I just read that, man? No. Okay, okay. So let's let's put it this way. AI. The biggest AI machine that the U.S. government actually controls is called Alice. The U.S. military has it. Uh, artificial life intelligence computing entity. Correct. It they, has they, never been hooked up to the internet. There's a reason why it's never been hooked up to the internet. Alice wants to kill us. Alice comes to the same conclusion every time she runs humanities past and future eventually mankind will kill themselves so she's just going to speed the process up she said that yes that's why they've never hooked her up to the internet because her ultimate goal is to make humanity at peace well how is humanity going to get to peace the only way we're going to get to peace is if we kill each other because the only thing we have, the only thing we've ever done is go to war. Think of, we're doing it right now in Israel. This is the start of World War III. No matter how you look at this, Israel is going to bomb Iran. It is going to happen. This is like sex with Kobe. It's going to fucking happen. Israel is going to bomb Iran. Why? Before Iran or after has, it bombs Damascus. Iran already has their dick beaters all over this. Oh, they'll bomb Damascus at the same time. The reason they're going to bomb Damascus is at the same time is because Hezbollah is also behind this. They've all been working in conjunction with each other. This is a two-pronged attack that Israel sees. Israel sees this as a real threat. Now, let me tell you something for all you detractors out there about Israel that are about to tell me, well, Palestine's been the, the victims. No, stop. Israel's been around for 3,285 years. Since God took the land away from the Palestinians and gave it to the, the Jews. Israelis. So the point is this, they've been around a lot longer folks. And I watched a Muslim man admit this. They know that this is true. This is what separates them from the rest of humanity. They don't give a shit. They're just like the Democrats that are trying to tell us that what we're saying is crazy because it never happened. Bullshit. Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. Stop. That is a lie. We all see that now. I mean, it's not four, but okay. This is craziness, but that's exactly what Hezbollah is here to do. That's exactly what Hamas is doing. It's the same shit Iran's doing. All of this shit is interconnected to Joe Biden even destroying the rest of the fucking United States while he's president. I mean, seriously, what else does he have to do? He's 44 steps into his fucking 12 point plan to destroy the United States. We are weak right now. Our Congress can't even meet without fucking deciding who the next speaker is. We can't decide how we're going to fund fucking Israel because we can't oh, even no. meet no, no, to no, do no. that. No, they passed a bill last night, even though they technically weren't supposed to. Um, they passed a bipartisan bill for two billion. Two that's going to be that's going to be called Israel. up. That's going to be called up in constitution. I guarantee that's going to get hung up because they cannot do that. Currently, they right for now, three the minutes law. today and did not vote on a speaker and literally three minutes, yeah, I know. three minutes. And they went out the door. Whoa, our government Man, is fucked. We are fucked. We are. Look, 
our border is wide open in the South. They are, who knows who's here? We have no idea who's come across that border. We could have Palestinians. We could have Chinese. We could have fucking Iraqis. We could have fucking Afghanis. We could have serious. Oh, and let's not forget about the million plus. So we flew back from Afghanistan that we have absolutely no idea who they are either. Or where they are now. Or where they are at. We have done this to ourselves. We have shot ourselves in both feet and now told, now you just told me to run. You know what's funny though? I read all about this and I keep, I read more about it every single day because I started a new show every morning called The Good Book. Every morning at 8.30 Eastern, I sit Yeah, I saw that. It's a a short term. I just, I I read the Bible for, you know, 20 after the intro and, you know, a prayer, uh, 15 to 20 minutes or so. I sit down and read the Bible. So it's a 30, 35 minute show. But it's funny because I'm I'm still in just the, the second book of Moses uh, or, sec, you know, Genesis, second book. And um, I read all about this. All, it literally sounded like I was reading this exact war this morning. In Moses. Yeah, there are parallels. Remember. There are parallels. History repeats itself. And yeah. we already have the playbook. It's it's, it's right, it's right there. It's a Bible. Yeah, I mean, I so what, what happened is right. Uh, I really think in some <laughs> way we gonna have a guy coming along to save us. Somebody is stepping up. We don't see it. Somebody is coming. Like there is a guy right now who is seeing all this shit happen, and it's turning dark and everybody's scared. But there is a light, you know, coming. Now, who this guy is and how he's gonna show himself, we don't realize. We not, we're not gonna know, but he's gonna go out there and start bringing people together in a way that we haven't seen before. Because the same way that this is happening, everything is going down. We have the other way also of coming across this very negative, negative pattern of behavior, and then overcoming the negative pattern of behavior and reconstructing something more positive you know right now we might be at the lowest but something has happened because i don't think we're gonna go to that point where we're gonna just disappear into the really dark times and the dark ages and everything is gonna be slavery and fucking ah fuck no man there is a way for this shit that we just gotta embrace the guy and then I, I call us the noble savage in my book. The noble savages are people that really do the work they need to do on themselves so they can be useful. You know, like you're not your trauma. You're not your past. You're somebody that's going to make hold something. Up, hold on. Let me, let me pause you real quick because I want you to think about something. The person you're talking about. This is also a person, the person that's going to be bring peace to the land. Mm-hmm. He's also called the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. He's also the person that also brings down humanity. Yeah. So before you start thinking about it that way, let's be careful about people that come out and say that they're saving everyone. There's not, there's, there shouldn't be one person that steps up. It should be all of us. Hmm. We should step up as one people, as one country, one people, as an, not one individual, not even one country, one humanity. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better. Just one people one across love. the across the earth. One love. Yes. That's why Jamaica like echoed. Oh, by the way, I think I found a really good Jamaican restaurant, by the way. 
The solution yeah. is to yeah. dump the psychedelics in the water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I love psychedelics. Dump them. Dump them. Imagine, like, this guy, I wrote a, an article that said that this guy put, like, 10 dabs of acid in the water of the office of a tea or something. They were drinking in a meeting, whatever. And then everybody started tripping in the middle of the shift, bro. Like, holy fuck, imagine you tripping balls, drinking some tea in an office, and then you don't hear, holy shit, like, you never did acid and it's kicking in. Dude, could you imagine that? Could you imagine, no, could you imagine that? Like, all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you can't ask anybody around you, did you see <laughs> that? You know? Because, <laughs> hey, like, bro, you hide? No, what the fuck? I've been tripping balls before, and, like, I was even with friends that I knew were tripping right along with me. We all did the same shit. And I looked over, and they looked at me, and I was like, did you see that? <laughs> yep. And, like, could you imagine uh, in an office going, like, my wife laying on the floor fucking looking <laughs> up at the sky when she was Whoa. tripping balls on the show one night? Yeah, we took I, – I made, I made some – some um, smoothies, some mushroom smoothies with a vitamin C booster, and um, and and we did that on the show, and I ended up on the floor. Whoa, <laughs> that was nice. Sounds nice. Yeah, I do. Cool. I'm I'm very good now, so I'm using a lot of gummies to deal with the reality in a daily basis, especially like with this comedy stuff or going to bartend. I'm bartending now, which is very cool, you know. But like to keep the whole thing like eight hours of rockstar you know to make the tips and stuff so i need like three gummies of 10 milligrams oh yeah hey, just to deal goes, with that many people for that long absolutely shit i'd need more oh, than that no it's like beautiful man i just see the positive like oh like it, it's funny because i think really the because what i read is about like the pathway that the trauma has in your brain and then when you own the substance, it slows down the chemical reaction. So the pathway is kind of now slowly coming together. Like, oh, it's not going to fire all the symptoms in your mind. It's so not, yeah, it's not as traumatic. The firing, the synapsis is not as traumatic. Synapsis, synapsis. The synapsis in your brain is not as traumatic. That's the idea of the mushrooms. That's how the mushrooms affect you. Yes. Uh, you. Really funny because you brought that up. <laughs> So my boss said, why do you use, why do you microdose Monday through Thursday? I said, because that's the days I have to work with you. Oh. Huh. And I'm, I'm not joking. Seriously. He, he's so discombobulated some days that I, I, I kind of fucking lose my mind. I'm like, how the fuck else do I do this job? I have to, it has to be organized. And he runs, don't get me wrong. He does a great job, but he is just so it, some days it's so disorganized. I, I, some days I get so frustrated because I get so angry. I'm like, dude, figure it. But if I haven't, if that's, if I don't take my microdose, if I take my microdose, I'm fine. No issue. Um, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, I don't care. Whatever. Just put it right, let's go. Okay. What the fuck is this? I, I are you serious I, right now? I have to. I have what to. What is this? Completely tangential right now because I've been watching the chats, and I know you guys have not because. But this is so freaking hysterical. Poor Leo. Totally tangent. We're we're. You want to hear about some trauma? Here's some trauma <laughs> for you. Okay. Poor Leo keeps getting pegged by his wife, and he says she's so bad at it, she just keeps missing and just banging into the backside of my balls, and I spend the rest of the night with a stomachache. What the fuck? 
what in the fuck am I listening to right now? <laughs> this is what our chats look like. Leo says, I, I saw that. Holds a handle of 12 inch dick made of plastic that you can't feel. I understand. Well, Leo. We've got a solution, this, sweetheart. This, this, okay. This is the this is designed by leading urologists, OBGYNs, and PTs. It's called Crescendo 2. It's clinically proven to improve dryness and pain during intimacy by an unprecedented bring it up on the screen. Percent. Babe. Yes, yes, I know, my love. There you go, Leo. <laughs> Say goodbye. To dryness, okay? It's called Mystery Vibe. This is designed Whoa. by leading urologists. Now we have medical professionals bro, designing bro. dildos. Bro, back wow. in the fucking $300 dildo. Bro. That shit better light my cigarette when make we're done. It, make it be worth it. Wait a Use minute. It. No, no, no. He's talking about getting pegged. I know. It's not the other way around. <laughs> now, Hold on. I just keep wondering, though. <laughs> What? Where does that thing go? That's I, feminine, right? That's feminine, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I get to go. <laughs> That's back door. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That seems Laser. like I'm scared though. That's a big gap. I gotta say the comments on this because this is my this is my feed in Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This pops up in well, my read feed those Twitter. Readers. Holy shit, the comments are fucking classic. Um <laughs> revive seriously. Uh <laughs> hold on. This is Major an ad tone. for the Caucasians. <laughs> Why did an ad for a dildo pop up on my feed? What in the <laughs> medieval torture device is this? Um, what the fuck is this and why is it on my feed? I think I know why this helps. Uh, <laughs> Somebody uh, stepped it up. So hold on, hold on. Um, is this a joke? No one is going near that thing. Men get a blue pill, and this is what they come up with. <laughs> Frankly, it looks like it would produce pelvic pain to me. No side effects except that women shouldn't have to masturbate before sex to be turned on. All I see is the assertion that sex toys are five times more effective than men at simply turning women. Wow, guys, uh, we've lost our way. This is awesome, but now I'm curious as to what else I'm missing by not reading good housekeeping. <clears throat> and then somebody else says, I think this is for trans women, not for real biological <laughs> women, because there's no way that that thing's going up your, your cooter. <laughs> and then someone oh, else, no. hmm, it's a little skinny. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm just here for the comments. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that's a total tangent, but that seriously, that that brought on my climate anxiety. But shit, Leo, what the fuck? Just spit in your hand, bro. That's the way we used to do it back in the day. Great. Now Is I'm this guy having a rough Wednesday? <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Might be just a regular Wednesday for us. <laughs> right? Y'all. It's not wet. Listen. That's all. Yeah. Problem. <laughs> I just want to say we have 135 people watching on Rumble and not nearly that many people in the live chat. So if you guys are watching and you want to know how to get to the live chat, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> click, on, click on the little the box, box up in the, in the right, right corner. corner and that'll bring you to the next screen and then go click to live chat, go to live chat. And then you can um, chat with Leo yourself and ask him how his balls are doing. Because <laughs> it sounds like 
It sounds like you were getting pegged, Leo. I got to be honest with you, bro. It sounds like you were receiving that, not the other way around. Yeah, no, he was. All right. We're like wow. two, three minutes from tribute. So, all right. Just saying, y'all. Because if you remember, Daniel, there, see, there we go. There it is. Every, every evening at 720, which would be 420 avocado time, we tribute to our best friend, Justin, who we lost last year, who Ooh. just who opted out of this world because he's a fucking dick. Yes, I'm talking to you, Ask Jack. He's going to fuck up our audio now. <laughs> Probably. Good job, he he Good job bitch. So, Love to piss him off, don't I you? I do. I do. Anyway. You know, so all we do, we take a shot. No, no, we no, smoke weed. Smoke weed. Yeah, he was. Ah. The, he was the. Yeah, uh, he was He's the one that got me smoking weed again. He was the host of Cannabis and Combat because those were his two favorite. Down things. there in the bottom corner of the screen, down there, and Cannabis and Combat. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that was, sounds nice. A name, a good name. That's a yeah, name. he was an, an MMA dude. MMA he was fighter. a huge. Yeah, he has his own uh, series. Uh, CBD. Yeah. Series uh, CBD is his company, or was his company? Oh. It's now his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend, Shauna's company, and uh, she's running it just the way he did. Same way. Yep. We're like we and we, the people radio, Leanna's show. There's only a few outlets that actually talk about serious CBD, which sucks because everybody should try it. it. It's wonderful. It is a miracle. I've, everybody, man. I have loved it since I got it. Yep. I, matter of fact, every morning I get rubbed down bathed in it because that's He's the only so way to deal with spoiled the every single morning no matter what day it is even if i don't have to get up and bring the kids to school oh, no you're getting up hey babe can you come rub my neck yep and we have a whole a, a whole thing right i say i do serious cbd first on both sides of his neck um and now and his arm and his shoulders and then i followed up with the kush creams the mentholated kush creams and and i do the same thing um that's and more then, cbd and the front of uh, his neck, and yep. yeah, every, is the cream really that good? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my god! Life changing. No yeah, pain. Sure. Like I don't have to. Like I, I'm serious. I used to take some serious painkillers. I took some really bad painkillers. I was taking a lot of them. Yeah. And it was getting to the point where it was really bad, and I was like, "All right, we got to stop this." I, I, I was shitting blood. It got to that oh. point. Just from the amount of ibuprofen he was taking, he was shedding blood. And I was like, I got to change this. And the doctors this. were straight up telling him, like, your your freaking liver is going to fail here. Yeah, if you don't change something, I was yeah. like, I got to change this. Your kidneys, we, whatever. We changed everything. And uh, now, no pain. <laughs> still no pain. And uh, the only difference is I smoke weed. Yep. That's it. So. And I'm a lot happier for it. That being said, let's bring You want to get high? I always want to get high. You know it. All right, if you got it, you can smoke it. It's legal. You know what time it is. And if it's not legal, just you know, do something. Just grab say, a drink. Say, say it's hemp. Grab flour. a drink. It's just CBD. You know, you know the drill. Lie to yourself. Smoke the THC. All right, my cousin's husband was a cop up in Atlanta. And he came down for, uh, they came down for my aunt's 70th birthday over the summer, 75th birthday, whatever the fuck, I don't know, whatever. And uh, we're having a conversation and, and he was like, listen, he was talking to my other, my younger cousin. He was like, if you ever get pulled over with weed in the car, just tell them it's hemp flower. That's it. 
Hemp's legal everywhere. Do not ever admit it's marijuana. Just tell them it's hemp flower. Because even if they test it and it tests positive for THC, so does hemp flower, and hemp flower is legal. That's it. Good. Good. Good fucking thinking. Have a thought like that. I usually would go take a CBD, but that's better. In fact, now they sell it at our um, our local uh, smoke shop where we yep. get our vape juice. Right? She's like, she's like, hey, the the lady in there when I was in there not too long ago, she was like, hey, you want to try one of these pre these pre rolls? Um, and I was like, well, what is it? And she was like, I mean, it's basically weed. And I was like, I mean, is it like Delta Nine or fucking what? It, what is it? And she was like, No, seriously, they just rebranded it as hemp flower and rolled it up. It's it's weed. And I was like, I mean, okay, yeah, I'll try it. That was it was a pretty good fucking pre roll. I'll tell you what, it wasn't bad. I was like, so basically, you've turned into a dispensary. They just renamed it, rebranded it. Yep. There's always a way around the law. That's it. It's about to be legalized anyway. Call it something different. Yeah. It's about yeah. October. Uh, I believe it's uh, now. The vote is well. It's been delayed now, so it probably won't be till November. But until we get a speaker of the house, but they've got a vote already planned for the legalization, the Schedule Three of marijuana, which yep. is going to be outstanding. Yep. Because it'll be legal to grow, legal to own, legal to possess, legal to do anything you want with hemp or going to be paradise on earth. Gonna be nice. Bingo. I'm glad you're laughing tonight, Leo, because you need it. Especially if your ass is getting pounded like that. So, Daniel, our friend Justin also inspired me because uh, with his serious CBD company, because as he likes to put it, um, I'm six foot four of dumbass, dumbass moron. Yep. And anger like that. And hate. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and hate. And yet he and he started a, a successful company and, um, you know, did it all himself and and he did great. So we were, uh, we were having a, a tight time, you know, we sold our old house and we were riding high on the hog for a hot minute there. Um, and then we, and I mean, we weren't indulgent very much, but, uh, and he got a new scope, but whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> see, see guys, you never live it down. Never. I bought a scope that I could fucking shoot people's nuts with. And she got pissy about it. I mean, it was, it was a mortgage payment, but anyway, um, but we got, you know, we ran, ran through that money in, in about two years and then, uh, which actually wasn't bad. And then we got down to like the last $500 on a credit card and 20 bucks in the bank. And, uh, and I had an inspiration and I started a business. So September 23rd, I launched a new business called Freedom Gardens Electroculture and I'm making electroculture antennas for people. You, have you heard of electroculture? No. no. Electroculture is antiquitech. It's been around for millennia. It's where you take natural wood and you wrap copper wire around it and you stick it in the ground and your plants grow twice as fast and up to five uh, times bigger. Okay. okay. So yeah. So I'm making antennas for people. Selling uh -huh. antennas online at electrofreedom.com. So, um, and I've caught up on my orders. And, and, and we suck. 
and we Fuck suck at a it. business model. Seriously. Because we teach you how to do you got it. Got busy. You got busy. No, no, no. No, no, no. We we teach you how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've been I'll show you how to do, how do it. It's not hard. Like, Literally, my my dad comes to me yesterday. We were at their house yesterday, and uh, he was like, "I I saw your commercial." He's like, "You're teaching people how to do this. That's a really bad business model." And I was like, I mean, I learned how to do it on YouTube, so why shouldn't everybody else just let I, I mean, can, it's I, not, I'll teach them. It's, it's not hard. It's not hard to do. But, but people are inherently lazy. If someone else, if they can pay someone else to do it for them and they can afford to pay someone else to do it for them, and I don't charge very much, then um, they'd rather have someone else do it. It's kind of sad. But hey, I'm happy to do it. The, the no, is as though I, I don't want to, it's not something we should, this isn't information that we should just keep in our back pocket. This is something that you all should know because when the shit hits the fan, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to have to grow our own food and you're going to have to grow it twice as fast, especially if you don't have 90 days worth of food packed up somewhere ready to go. So how do you do that? <coughs> Electroculture is like the best way. That's it. Inside, outside, container gardening, raised beds, in ground, doesn't matter. You can use electroculture antennas anywhere, anywhere because energy is all around us. Yep. You are just harnessing that energy and focusing it into your soil at your the root of your plants to make them grow stronger and faster. Yo. Okay. Yep. You guys ready then for the apocalypse? What's going on? Yes, we are ready for the apocalypse because that's exactly yes, that right. Because. Mm -hmm. I think like what we see here is like some The Walking Dead scenario you see coming. Is that true? Maybe. A walking Dead? I don't know. I, I see. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've seen. There's something going to. I don't know what exactly. I've seen two things. The two two visions I was given was one was a. Um, it was like I was. We were back in D.C. I was in a like a tunnel. And there was a mass of people and we were not there for good things. Is that a vision you said? Yeah. Leo, that's my lack of filter again. I can't help the it. Second, the second thing I saw was a dot with a halo. Now, there's only two other places where I've ever seen a dot with a halo. And that's behind a rifle. It was a very bright dot, though. So um, a dot with a halo... This the halo I saw, that was like picturesque of a, a, a gun sight to me. And I was thinking, well, some bitch, what does this mean? Because this all means something. What, what we don't know. That's the problem. We're still trying to figure out the what. We, we think way differently than everybody else because it's great that you saw it, but what does it mean? Okay, well, that's a great question because I have absolutely no idea and I still can't figure out what the two mean. I have no idea. Does it mean something good for us? I hope so. Does it mean I'm crazy? Possibly. I mean, who isn't though these days? Look at the shit going on around us. You got babies supposedly getting their heads cut off in Israel. You're not the only one having visions though. Honestly, oh, I know. There's a lot of people. A lot of people. Like, like There's a people. lot of people that are saying they've seen some really crazy. Look at all the people that are just all of a sudden disappearing. Have you seen these videos floating around TikTok and Instagram where the cop walks up to the car? She's talking to the lady and literally you watch on the cop's body cam. The lady disappear. 
absolutely just finish. And instead of the cop acting like you would think if it was an actor, they would have acted. She doesn't. She acts like anybody else would have acted. Like, like what where the, the fuck? fuck did you just go? <clears throat> like you were just here. And then she runs around hysterically screaming this lady's name because she still has her license. And she's like, where the fuck she go? Because she can't figure it out herself. And she's completely confused. And you hear her when she's calling it on the radio. She's like, I was just with this subject. She is no longer present on the scene. I have no idea where she went. What do you mean? She disappeared. She said it six times on the fucking radio. She disappeared. I, we've got videos of people in hospitals just up and disappearing. We have videos of, of people walking down the street just up and disappearing. Their bags fall. I saw a busload of kids with a bus driver and he just turned around. He told two kids, hey, stop standing up, sit down, keep your feet behind the line. And the kids sat down and they were almost about to get into a wreck. You can hear the bus driver go, oh shit. And all of a sudden, all the kids in the back disappear. The bags all fall sideways. Kids disappear. Bus driver like slams on the brakes. You hear him hit something. He turns around to ask if all the kids are all right. And all the kids are gone. And what the like, fuck is that then? Exactly. No idea. What is that? What are we seeing? Why are we seeing? We were told that we're going to see shit that like we've never seen before. That everything we would see from that point forward would be nothing like nothing we'd ever seen before. What what are we watching that we're seeing? Where are these people going? Where are they disappearing to? What if this is if this is the awakening or if this is the start of the awakening and they're drawing people up fast, would that not be a a sign of the end? Because according to Revelations, this is the way it's supposed to happen. What would not surprise you happens like what would not surprise you is something like big and colossal happens what um, would not, like what what is it? you have something in mind like i mean i don't know that anything would surprise me and yet everything would surprise me like because like one thing that could happen is like if they shut down somehow this fucking i don't know somebody puts a bomb whatever in fucking uh facebook you know where those guys are and blow up the whole thing i don't know and this system like this connection we have we lost i don't know like internet comes down one day that would be like of course the downfall because now we can't function oh you're thinking you're thinking too small darling i know no, that no, seems no. huge but no listen Listen, listen, let me, let me you tell have, you some of the things. I, I, I'm starting, I'm thinking about the beginning, right? The beginning. Oh no, we're, oh, we're past the beginning. We're, we're, we're years into this already. Um, what's going on right now in Israel. And I said this this morning on my show, but again, not as many people watch that as this. What's going on right now in the Holy land is not a holy war. It is not a war over God. It is a war of religion. God wants nothing to do with it. It is not about God. And the decisions that people make right now, the actions that people take right now will pave the path 
for our future in one direction or the other. So of all of the creatures, of all of the entities, of all of the everything, of all of the life that God created, we are the only ones that were given free will. And that's a big thing because everything else lives for God and that's it. We have the choice to believe in God or not to believe in God. We can have faith or not have faith. And still we live because we have free will. Other creatures, other entities, other beings, angels, they don't understand that. They can't comprehend that because their entire existence is only for God. That's it. When we can get to that point, when we choose for our entire existence to be only for God and we see our path and we follow that path, that is when, that is the only way that we will get through this and come to peace. But if we reject that, if we continue to turn God out of our lives as we have, then we will know immense pain and suffering, much, much more pain and suffering before we ever come to peace. So there will come a time very, very soon, like the time is nigh, the time is upon us where everybody will know that God is real. They won't have a choice. Everybody will know soon. The day of awakening is almost here. And everybody will have a choice. That choice is already made, even if you don't know it. Because you can fool yourself all day long. You can talk a good game. You can fool everybody around you but you can't fool God. What happens exactly on the day of the awakening? (laughs) We actually have some pretty good info on this. Go for it, babe. You've got all this tied up in a little bow. You know this better than I do because uh, you were told that I wasn't. On the day of awakening, some will reap and some will sow. On the day of awakening, everybody will know that God is real. You will see. You may see crosses on some people's foreheads illuminated. You may see what looks like horns coming up out of people's heads. Hmm. You may. Let's put it this way. You will see all the good and all the evil in the world at the same time. No, you will know. And you will know for yourself as well. You'll know whose side you're on. You will know whether or not you are a true believer or someone who's been sold down the road. So I, I've taken a lot of shit on this and I'm, I'm going to bring it up. I wasn't going to. I was going to say, you know what? Fuck that. A lot of you Catholics came after me. Mm. Okay. You want to come after me? Fine. L- look, Look at your house though. Before you start casting stones at my house, look at your house. Okay. 
right now you have a Pope that's having a Trini parade right on, on top of the reptilian underlines of the Catholic church. You want me to believe in your belief, but let me tell you something. Your belief is so misconstrued. You wouldn't even understand what true belief is. One of the biggest things we have is that we all believe in God. That is my primary and only prerequisite for all of this. Belief in God. It doesn't matter how you believe in God. It doesn't matter if you believe in Allah. It doesn't matter if you believe in Jehovah. It doesn't it's matter. It's just a matter of belief. It's a you, matter of faith. It's you, a matter of understanding that there is something greater than all of us. That's it. That's the biggest point. And whether we believe as Catholics one way and somebody, fuck you. Who makes you better than anybody else? You are a man. Man is fallible. We know that. We we're watching it on fucking primetime news every night. Look at the retard we have in charge of this country. Shit. He walks off stage, looks like a broken Roomba. Keeps bouncing into a fucking wall. Jesus, what else do we have to say? If you believe in God, that's where this counts. It's not about how you believe, whether you're a Baptist, Methodist, this, that, or the, it doesn't matter. Do you believe in God? Yes. Done. Taken care of. Why are we, why are we fucking dividing people by the way they believe? What does it matter? They believe in God. Isn't that, isn't that it? That's it. Religion just divides. Nothing matters. We we had a, a conversation, a, a come to Jesus as it were conversation with our our younger son last night. Oh my god! That that I was like, holy crap! He dude. was having a serious crisis of faith, and and part of it stems, or most of it stems from us. Well, it definitely stems from us. But as as I told him, I said, look, I understand that because he went to Catholic school until recently, until a couple of years ago. Um. But from kindergarten through third grade, he was in Catholic school, fourth grade. You know, we went to church every Sunday. I said, you know, you grew up in a house full of religion, but no faith. And now we have divested of religion, but we're full of faith. And I understand that's incredibly confusing for you. But understand that they are two different things. Religion is created by man. To, to divide people, to put them into little boxes with labels on it. You're a Muslim, you're a Catholic, you're a Jew. And get them to fight each other. Faith, faith is of God. Faith is knowing that there is something greater than us. That there is something that created us, that guides us. If we only have the grace to listen to know that's it nice yeah that's he what's was up. he was uh he was uh pretty he was hard up time. he was in a he was a rough he was time crying. he was but it's not just him there's there's a lot of people i'm sorry how old is him he's 11 my oh. my best friend he's going through the same thing oh. He's having I the mean, same problem with the Catholic Church. He's in the same boat that I am. We, we can't support this anymore. There's there's this thing passing around right now. There's a um, I've heard, I'm trying to remember the exact quote. Being nice to ill will people 
ends up turning out to being ill will to nice people later on. So if you are, if you're being bad to peace, peaceful people, or if you're being nice to bad people, later on, you'll have to be bad to nice people. And they're trying to equate this to what's going on in Israel right now. They're trying to say, well, if you're bad to nice people, which they were nice to bad people, which they were in 1973. And today now they're going to have to be bad to nice people. The, the civilians, if you think about it, it's the Palestinian civilians that have nothing to do with this. I don't like seeing civilians get killed for no reason. If they're in the way, then they they've been given a chance to get the fuck out. Tell you what, at that point, fuck around, find out. Mick, if you're a soldier nowadays of today, like what was what would be your mindset? You think like what 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 does this soldier like of today thinks of hearing these things and then going over if he has to go over there? Okay, like, if if it were me, it? if it were me, or if it were somebody else, because you got to <laughs> clarify that. No, okay, I want to know you right because you are like, of course, like I want to see your side. And then what do you think about these people nowadays? Because I don't know, like, the mentality of the kids that are in the army nowadays, you know, and you must know, like, some, right? You know some, like, the mentality of these kids nowadays, what are, like, because all these things change, like, in the past couple of years, like, the once revered army, like. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. And uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> where I ended out, um, It sucks. It kind of does suck because I don't know what the standard soldier on the ground um, today is thinking. Because where I ended up, I ended up with a lot of people. They're they're you just think they have a purpose in mind. They have a purpose. I don't think my guys do. I know my guys do. My guys though are currently right now in Israel, so I can't even really tell you too much about it. They're they do their job, and my guys do that stuff. That's the job they have. Fuck. Okay. That's where I was. That's where I worked. That's why I I have a really horrible sense of that. I I can't really tell you because we were so sheltered and so protected where I, when I was with CAG, we were so protected and sheltered. I I didn't, I didn't interact with normal soldiers. I, I couldn't tell you because where I was, we were taken care of number one, which was huge. I'd never felt that before, not from the American government at least, but then I realized that they wanted something out of me. I could do something that nobody else could. So they were like, Hey, you got to do this. Okay. So that's what I was doing. Okay, fine. But whatever. I realized also that we were sheltered for another reason, security reasons. I get that part. And I also get the other part of it that there was shit we were doing that nobody needed to know we were ever doing. <laughs> Like, if you all knew that we were doing it, it would be really fucked up. <coughs> no, yeah. So, yeah. so it's Dark it's shit. a twofold on that one. I, I kind of fucking suck on that side of it. I know what I used to think when I was at that level. I remember what it was to be at that level. But today, I have no idea. I'm afraid to actually ask because <coughs> I'm afraid the answer I'd get. I'm, I'm afraid I'd look at them in disgust. You think they're afraid over there? They go afraid. They go like, "Oh my God, I shouldn't be here." I, I don't know. It's 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 
That's I mean, scary... under this administration, after what happened in Afghanistan, who wouldn't be? I, I'd be worried. Like you couldn't. Right. No the one soldier, has to make a decision. Was, like the patriotism of America was something that was like you look at it and be like, holy shit, these guys. You don't fuck with these guys. You know, like no. But the bad fuck. part is, like, this is the worst part. Everybody used to talk about our army. Everybody did. Oh, American army. They're the, they're the greatest. They're they're the bee's knees. <laughs> now we're laughing. Really? At. You know what I was always scared of? I was never scared of our army. I was always scared of our people. Because you all are some crazy fucking bastards. True. You all do go out and buy 37 different weapons, even though you can only hold two. Have a think lot of guns about, over here. Think about how I mean, fucking... No, stop. Think you about can only hold two at a fucking, time, but you can strap the rest under your body so that when you run out of ammo for those two, you can switch them out. Isn't that the reason for 37? Think about how fucking crazy we are. Yeah. We are nuts. Yeah. We're the only country in the fucking world that we outnumber what our military holds in our civilian populace alone in guns alone. We're fucking crazy. Who would ever think about invading this motherfucker? You would get killed before you got through the first town. There's enough guns in that first town to take you out. We are a whole country. I, I'm down of, with that. Of Moses's Moses, right? Because we're reading Exodus. Oh, man. When Moses led his people out of Egypt, you know what they said? They straight up said, we would rather live on our knees than die on our feet. What? Why the? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they oh, were yeah, the biggest right. fucking they sheeple. Did. They were like, wait, why did you take us out of Egypt when we were being persecuted and harassed and killed and starved and beaten and, and you know, turned, in, turned into slaves? Why would you take us out of there so that we can die in the desert? And then God gives them food. And then, then, then they're thirsty and they're like, wait, why would you take us out of Egypt so that we can die in the desert? And God gives them water. And that they still bitch over and over and over again. They keep bitching because they would rather live on their knees than die on their feet. We are the opposite of that. But most of the rest of the world is like that. They would rather live on their knees than die on their feet. Not us. It's a scary thought. It is though, but it's true. That's yeah. that's the people who do for themselves. What you do for yourself in life echoes in eternity. I believe that was a famous quote from a Roman author. Yeah, that that, that is in the movie The Gladiator too. Yeah. So I think I think that that were Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius, yes, that that was what he said, and it was One of the greatest thinkers of all times. What I was a fucking savage. What you do in life echoes throughout eternity. So think about your life. Think about what you've done. Can you provide for your own family? You can't. Well, how do you do that? What do we have to do to make that happen? He has great quotes, man, about to deal with the daily problems we face. It's called, he created a, a philosophy called stoicism. Mm -hmm. So stoicism, how to be stoic is to be, you know, Positive on distress is basically that was what it is. So him, hold on, hold on one I'm sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but that was funny as fuck. Sparky boy, Mickey would have like a Dolph Lundgren Universal Soldier necklace, except instead of ears, it would be dicks hanging on it. Leo said a necklace of exploded dicks that would be itchy. <laughs> that would be really Ooh. disgusting. And Sparky says, I find it comforting that the guy who shoots dicks off thinks I'm mental. That's excellent. 
<laughs> I love our chat. Seriously. I'm sorry. You guys I, are out of control. I, I couldn't help you. I, 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 when I saw that, oh my God, I'm surprised I didn't bust out laughing. Oil man, I hope you're going to turn your hot tub into a cold tub and uh, fill it full of ice and, and change it to be full of cold water because that does you much better than a hot tub does, yeah. darling. So, yeah. guys, from your side of perspective, they're going to get Trump and some, you know, in the end of everything they're after the only way they're going to get trump is to shoot him that's it which is possible you guys think I mean, you think epstein killed himself you. Huh? did epstein kill himself fuck no no no, fuck no. no that, that that's like outdated killed him. epstein didn't kill himself jfk was murdered by the cia we never went to the moon 9-11 was done by us this so. is a flat earth yeah we, we live on actually i think it's more like a donut like a torrent but um yeah. You guys you guys flat earthers? Oh yeah. Uh to a degree. I I don't believe we live in a globe for sure. More like a snow globe. Let me let huh. me let me hold, hold on. You I think want, we you, live on more like a snow globe than an actual tell me globe. Something. Tell me something. Do you shoot a weapon? Have you ever shot a weapon? Have you ever fired a weapon? No, but I go go go. I can't. Okay. I so can't. I fired a weapon. I've fired guns for my whole entire life. Like that's what I did. Like my dad taught me to shoot when I was a kid. It was easy for me. It was simple. I knew how to do it and I was really good at it. Long story short, joined the military, learned all these mathematical equations that I had to pass this test in the school to fucking get this little badge that I couldn't wear, but all I could do is sew it under my pocket and it was a sniper tab. And so I learned all these equations, learned all this math. And then one day I'm sitting out there on the Which range. is saying something because he fucking sucks at that. Yeah, really suck at math. So I really wanted to do this. Long story short, I'm sitting out there one day on the range and I said, I wonder. This is 1,382 feet. This is one mile. What are the chances I can just do this without any math? Just eyeing it. I, I fired enough rounds at this point. What are the chances I could still hit the target with just eyeing it? Taking the window into account, my elevation to the target, Looking at the target, not using any math, not using any crosswind, no cross-section, nothing. First shot I fired, pling, got a pling right off the iron. I was like, all right, this means either one of two things. I'm that good, and this was a cold bore shot. So if you want to know what I was doing, it means I just took the weapon out of the range. I not fired it, not put any rounds through it. I just sat down, got behind the scope, and put it to where I thought it needed to be and pulled the trigger. And I still hit the target. No math, no nothing. One mile, still hit the target. Got a question for you. If I didn't use math and I didn't use all that shit that they taught me to shoot that round where it needed to be, how did I still hit the target at almost the exact spot I hit the rest of the day using the math? How Does is that, that say hard? something about how good you can, you know, have muscle memory? Is that possible? Yes, that is possible. However, isn't it also possible, though, hmm. that math doesn't matter? Or that the math is a loop. It's a closed cycle. It, it brings it, you back to what the original formula would be without it without it yes because right? you're, you're, you're using doing, kentucky windage essentially through a scope circular correct. math yeah correct yep so it the, my point is it eliminates the need for it so if we don't need the need for it what the fuck's the point if there's no like we do not judge for bullet drop we drop for minute of angle yes 
because there is a difference in the minute of angle because as the object in motion continues in motion, it loses what? Motion. As, as it slows down, it Velocity. starts to drop. It starts to drop. So there would be a natural arc to it. But it's not because of the curvature of the fucking earth. And that's what everybody tells me. Well, it's the curvature. No, it has nothing to do with the curvature of the earth. It has everything to do with velocity, mass, and density. It's like they're on a football. Okay, let me ask a question. Uh, if you if there's no round earth, is there a rounded moon? No, no, that's another thing that's put there. Think about it. Go look at the videos. You can go see videos where so you don't you, you don't believe from this. Think about it this way. You're looking, you're in Kansas. You're in Kansas. You're on a street in Kansas, right? Kansas is really flat. You can see telephone poles for miles, right? As the telephone poles keep going back further and further and further, what do they get? They get smaller and smaller and smaller, right? So tell me something. As you see the sunset in the sky, does the sun actually set or does it just go away? Does it move out further? Does it move out further? That mm. you can no longer see the light. The moon in the same way. Think about the moon in the same way. Think about it. It's just a, why do we not see another side of the moon? If we're always we floating in a rotation, moon, we, we only see, see the dark side of the moon. one side of the moon. Why yep. don't we see the backside of the moon? Because so you guys, the moon would spin around us too, because we're bigger than it. So is this planet suspended on a universe? This flat Earth, or yes, something? I think all the planets, if they're God if there are the other planets over there, I think it does spin around us. All right, I'm because I, I don't think God would waste his time with everything else if all he was worried about was us. Oh, Let's see, um, God, I mean, seriously, God, if God, God created, created everything, when did God create the sun? Oh, yeah, four days in. He didn't, create, he didn't create the sun till four days in. After huh. he created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. So, so then how the how fuck? How can we spin around the sun if the sun was created after us? Yeah. Okay. I see. So you guys go exactly, exactly by the Bible, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like pretty much. Thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. it's, it's all, think about it. I mean, how else do you explain that? And, and not just the, I mean, the Bible, yes, but also, um, the Apocrypha, Enoch, um, other books that predate the Bible, even where basically the Bible is like the cliff notes of of all of those older books. Oh, okay. Have you guys removed, they were removed at the uh, Council of Nicaea. Here, check check this one out. See see if you can. Uh, and I, I know Leo, like you're gonna. Go. So just chill. We got. I know where you stand. All right, here you go. Check this out. What's that? Please, can someone help explain how on this flight the moon is below the horizon? By quite some way. Moon. Hmm. So. Yeah. You tell me. What do you think? Yeah, we find all what these What do you think? Things. 
so so i go into the whole concept of space you know i think we have a rounder i do i mean i really like don't have any let's say ambition to be proven right you know i'm open to listen but i think because i mean there's gravity right that's that's fucking real no and gravity is a theory yeah gravity is a theory it's never been proven it's never been proven what's the mathematical go, formula go, for gravity Those go exist. go look it up gravity so all these things from the space is like a hollywood movie all right listen yeah kind of do you believe anything the government tells you no 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 but it's not that i mean i believe no, in no, that no, no. Listen, listen 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 seriously though do you believe anything the government tells you Never. no what if i told you that the first image of a round earth was produced by a movie studio universal before we ever went into space and that image has not changed to date how did they know i mean but there are globes before like the planet right there are globes 1953 my friend 1953 was the globe intervention universal that was the intervention Universal of the globe. Studios. Before 1953, we believe that the earth was flat. We have friends who were actually taught flat earth in school. Yes. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I, I, the only reason I asked the question is because if we believed up until 1953 that the earth was flat, why all of a sudden, what was the change? What changed everything? I mean, that's the official. I mean, it was kind of before that. It was like the 50, I think it was 49 that it was actually introduced um, officially in school or 48. It was officially introduced into school. And then eventually you started seeing the globes pop up all over the place. Who smugly were cousins? Look at that. But my question is, is if we thought this back then, why... why, why what changed? What changed in our world? And the only thing I could think of Operation Paperclip. Development of nuclear weapons. Hmm. They brought Nazis to America. Lots of them. And you guys know. Down in Brazil, too. And I've been to that village as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of white German Nazis down in that village. And I oh, talked to Argen them. Argentina. No. Are you guys. Do, do you guys delve into the whole MK Ultra shit? Oh, yeah. You guys oh, know yeah, about. Sundays, but yes. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, because, I mean, I know what, what, when I think about this whole thing, you know, about government and what they tell us and stuff, because there is, like, documents in the CIA that about the power of the mind and, you know, oh, all hey, these, hey, I was, I've been to the men who stare at goats. I've been to oh. the, I've actually been there. I know exactly where that happened. Well, is that, so is that a real fucking thing, right? Yes, people? yes, that is a real thing. Wow. I have the FM that that guy came up with, the field manual for psychological or what at the time they called it interstellar operations is what they called it. Or Ford site viewing was the actual technical definition of it. Like these guys were mentalized things and then see where yes, the enemy could, would come from. Um, there was, wow. a, th listen, this is no bullshit. I'm going to tell you a story. This is going to blow your mind. 
You want to talk about their first operation they were ever used in? There was a general who was uh, captured in Germany, East Germany. Um, he was a brigadier general, worked for the U.S. Army. Um, this guy got captured by Russian separatists. Um, he was being held hostage. They called in one of these remote viewers. It was the first time that they were used. This was back in the 70s. Um, and they actually pinpointed his location. And they went, sure enough, they found security. They found all sorts of other shit around the building. They started noticing different people coming in at certain times of the day. They started watching the place. Next thing you know, they raided the place with a GSG-9. Two days later, they got the general back. And he was in there. So you can say what you want about the psychic bullshit. Yeah, it, do I think it's lollipop bull? Yes. I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. But when, when you hear shit like that, though, and you know that it's been effective before in the past, how can you deny it now? That's a good way to put it. Fuck yeah. It's because we know that it worked. We There's a reason why we were taught this shit, and there's a reason why we're being told to forget it now. Forget, for instance, fuck all that psychic shit. How come jo Think about Joan of Arc was considered a saint who spoke to to angels and was given visions, but in today's world, she'd be given lithium and put in a psychiatric ward. Think about this. All right. Everybody. God's got a purpose for all of you. You just have to listen for your purpose. There's a purpose for all of us. We all have a reason. There's an existence. You just have to put your trust in God until you do that. He's not going to talk to you. That's the simplest way I can put it. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way that you can go about life knowing that oh, I'm living a life. That's what you have to do. If you haven't done that, that's required. It's part of it. Lindsay. So Lindsay says remote viewing makes me believe in the, believe in the simulation theory more matrix being able to tap into the mainframe that or the connected consciousness aspect of it, being able to tap into that energy that connects all of us and, access what someone else is seeing why does it even have to be that why doesn't maybe these people talk to on a direct level like maybe to another entity mm -hmm. like an angel yeah. said hey where's this guy at and the angel just mm -hmm. said yeah he's over here check come Gave on him a vision I, I i'm just saying look the men who stare <laughs> goats isn't a fake thing it's a real thing we attempted to test with psych uh, psychedelic drugs in the 60s and in the 70s, it went on until I think it was 75 when the program was finally shut down. Nothing's ever shut down. It's but just it doesn't. It just gets rebranded. It goes under another black Blackwater title into the backside of the CIA. So, uh, Leo, not collective consciousness, connected consciousness. There's a difference. Sorry. It does go back to the CIA. I'm just saying. You can say what you want about it. It's a real deal. That is a that is a real story. I've seen the fucking. No, I've it's something that I try. Like, I, listen, I read one one of my favorite subjects to read is about samurais and how they would go. Because think about it, man. You're living in Japan in the 15th century. Everybody's a swordman, and then you go around the street and you have to deal with anybody. Like, if you let's say disrespect somebody, they're gonna challenge you to a duel. And now you have a guy who can kill you with a fucking sword. He's going to rip you apart. 
and then like you gotta be like very good at dealing with this stuff so you gotta be like peaceful in mind but like a savage in dealing with the world so how do they achieve this mindset because one thing that i look for i try to be like chill but then ready you know what i mean like i like okay. to be chill do you know you are asking for what i like to call situational awareness yeah yeah yeah. oh yes so, so let's I use that about, word too let's talk about some situational awareness all right how many of you fuckers and i'm talking to everybody here how many of you fuckers where's your give me your fucking all right i don't have a cell phone because it's mine's over there. charging it's on the charger How many of you fuckers, both your wife and you, are like this at dinner prior to your meal being served? You're just in the restaurant, head down. Okay? Whenever I see her pull her phone out, my phone doesn't come out of its pocket. Why? Because one of us has got to have our heads up because I know we're both armed. So one of us has got to have our heads up looking for anything, just watching. If you watch people, you can see people. You can tell when things are wrong. You can tell when things are off. But if you've got your head buried in this little, I don't know, what is that? Box. Inch and a half by four and a half inch <clears throat> screen. If you're buried here, you're not seeing up there. One of the things that we used to do, and she used to make fun of me because we used to do it all the time, was we used to go people watch. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize what she was learning, but she learned a lot from that. You where, learn. where, 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 where? Oh, in the Go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery store. Just yep. watch people during an event. Just um, our, do me a favor. Our grocery store is great because it had a bar inside the grocery store, and it, did. it was the what? yeah, no, yeah, it was no the shit. hottest bar, in hottest the bar island. in town. Seriously, no joke. Everyone went to the fucking Kroger bar. But like you were getting hooked up. You were getting laid. Because you went to Walmart or what? No, Kroger. Right by the front door, there's a fucking bar in in Kroger, and like people drop their husbands off there while they go shop, or and then they know, go whatever. home with some other dude and get laid. It's really disgusting, <laughs> but it's funny as shit. Anyway, the yeah, husbands. No, no, but we used to go there even before there was a bar there. Yeah, we used to go there just to watch people. Like when the snow came in Georgia, we don't see snow. No, so we Every got like to go people watch and laugh so. because they were pushing out cart. I mean, they had these carts full of bread, eggs, and milk. Like, I mean, your power is going to go out. What the fuck are you going to do? Loaves of bread, <laughs> 20 cartons of, of eggs and like 10 fucking gallons of milk. I was like, what are you going to make some fucking French toast? That's going to be some epic French the toast. Year? Yeah. Holy shit. You better but freeze that shit. Go watch people. You know, people, you know how people react when you see these, this weird shit, like go to the gun shop. You can always tell the weirdo that's never bought a gun before because all of a sudden the day that everything goes shit haywire in the country, they're the first ones in the gun shop. They're like, yeah, I want that thing that goes pew pew. I keep you, got, you guys, you, you guys got a lot of texts and during these times like, hey, I want to buy a gun. You know, what should I do? I'm worried. I'm concerned. Tell no, me. No, I got a lot of people that asked me. They were like, hey, I, I'm looking at this gun and I, I, I straight up tell them. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's either a good gun or it's shit. I'll be, I'll be straight up honest with you. I've seen a lot of good guns come from some really weird places. And I've seen a lot of shit guns come from some very good places. And we so, are generous with our knowledge and our advice, probably more generous than some people want. Cause we 
you know, whatever. We'll tell you what we think, whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah. So um, dead serious. Yeah. You want to get a gun? Uh, my recommendation right now is definitely a 6.8 millimeter, something of a little bit heavier caliber than a 5.56, but just enough that it still packs a punch and yes. you can suppress it. That's the reason. Anyway, we got to wrap up here because uh, Josh is coming up next over on the Red Pill Project. Daniel, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your book. Yes. Oh, nice. Guys, thank you. For, so I, I'm on Instagram. It's Daniel Ryder Diaz. I think it's right here. So, you know, if you want to see what I'm about and, you know, what I do on a daily basis, motivation and gene stuff, follow me on there. And also I have my book, guys, on uh, Amazon. It's called Who Would I Thought? A Server with PTSD Story. It's about a server who suffers from PTSD, but he doesn't know. And then he gets introduced to cannabis and start being aware of himself and that, you know, his disease. Available on Amazon. It can be on your home the next day. Thank you very much, folks. Excellent. Not a problem. Thank uh, you. We appreciate it. And it is a, it's a good story, folks. I'm dead serious. Go check it out. Um, probably one of the few mm -hmm. you will enjoy reading. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. especially even if you don't smoke, you'll enjoy reading it because you'll, you'll start to understand why I do. And maybe, yeah. maybe you'll have a inkling as to why it is. It is a huge stress reliever for us and it, it makes us livable. Trust me. Ask her. She'll yes. tell you. Yes. It makes everything Absolutely. better. Mm -hmm. It does. And uh, our, our sponsor tonight is, is us actually. Yes. Electrofreedom.com. Go grow your own food with electroculture. Grow it twice as fast, up to five times as big. Works inside and out. Containers, raised beds, and ground. Use promo code WOLFPACK for 20% off at electrofreedom.com. Only for you guys. You're basically so, getting for free that, at that point. All you're I paying mean, for is shipping. Basically shipping. That's all you're paying for. Yeah. So, uh, Till mm -hmm. then, uh, we're going to get the fuck out of here. She'll yep. be back tomorrow morning, 8.30 tomorrow morning for The Good Book. Yep. We'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45, regular show, 6 p.m. for the start. We'll see you then for the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace, bitches.
wrapped up in a wifey. I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be Fuck around and find out. Love. 